name is Ray Montgomery, and I would like to welcome you to the Navigating Blindness podcast. And today we have a special guest, Mrs. Lisa Pace. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Ray. All right. Well, Lisa, I wanted to bring you back on the podcast, uh, really just to discuss your recent rehabilitation experience that you uh, did at our Center for Visionary Solutions for the Blind. Uh, well, Lisa, let me start off with this. What is your title here, Bob Enterprises? I am the Vice President of External Affairs, and, and I'd be remiss without thanking you for having me back. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Now, as the Vice President of External Affairs... You got it. <laughs> what it took that, me a minute to know yeah. whether it was internal or external, but it's definitely external, <laughs> external. affairs. Okay, okay. We got some issues internally. No? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. we can't fix those. We're, we're only responsible for the ones that, that are happening externally, yeah. but yeah, no, yeah. We're, we're good everywhere. Oh, that's good. That's good. So, what does that actually consist of? Oh, sure. Um, external affairs is anything that would touch stakeholders externally. So that includes customer service. So I'm responsible for our customer service department, all of our marketing and uh, fundraising events. I'm responsible for the tactical implementation of those. Additionally, I work on policy with Lou Moneymaker, our CEO, and I also run the marketing department. So I have four areas that I touch under the external affairs umbrella. Now, this is the reason that uh, I wanted to bring you back on the podcast. I know, uh, for those who don't know, you do have uh, retinitis pigmentosa, correct? I do. And how long have you had RP? Well, I've probably had it all of my life. I didn't have any symptoms until my early 20s. Okay. So um, throughout that time you went on and your old daily life and did everything you needed to do, but recently you actually went through Bob Enterprises Rehabilitation Program. I did. I, um, last week, uh, completed a short stint. Certainly, um, I didn't do everything I needed to do, but I did go ahead and seek three weeks where I immersed myself in training at our center. So why do you feel, um, now it was a good time to actually go through that training. I had put off um, receiving training as my vision has continued to decline since that original diagnosis, you know, 30 years ago. And uh, with every passing year, I've lost more and more vision. But really what was the critical piece for me is I uh, had someone very close to me pass away, and it was sort of my backup plan. I have my husband and and my son, but I thought, you know, my backup plan is if, you know, either of those people are gone from my life, um, my husband, something happens to him, God forbid, or my son is, is no longer close to home. You know, my backup plan was going to be, you know, my brother and I will move into a house and, mm-hmm. and we'll... Um, go through life and he'll sort of help me do anything that I can't do by myself because of my vision. And when I lost him at the end of October, it became really, really real to me in a couple of different ways yeah. that my, I didn't have my backup plan anymore. And at his funeral, I just really, I was in an unfamiliar place 
And um, the way things were set up, I didn't have somebody physically to help me around. And it just really reinforced that I, I was no longer as independent as I wanted to be. So you actually have been living with RP for a while now. So how did you actually you know, learn to live with a vision impairment without the necessary training? I think that humans are pretty adaptable, and I think that you find ways to do things that you've always done, And but what I don't think you realize is how you may be losing things that you've always done. You stop maybe going out as much because you don't see as well and you don't know how to use your cane. You are relying on other people to guide you more. You are, and I I think it happens so slowly because with RP, you lose your vision slowly. I, I don't even know that you know how much vision you've lost or how much independence you're losing. So it happens really slowly. And I, for me, both times that I've ended up at, at interacting with Bosma in this kind of way was during a major life event where it sort of knocked me back on my heels and, and made me really realize that this just isn't the kind of life that I want to continue to live. I want to have my independence. I want to be effective in my career. And I wasn't able to do that anymore. Yeah, like when you are, you're right with the adapt, adaptation in life. I mean, you're going to figure it out. You <laughs> so are going to figure it out. Well, you're going to figure it out. And I'm not one that I was just willing to totally yeah. stay home. But yeah. I was I was, I was, was starting to become more rel- reliant on other people. I wasn't doing things that I like to do. And I, I, I just didn't even realize that it was happening. So how did the training affect your confidence once you actually went through the program? How did uh, it affect your confidence? Oh my gosh. Um, I, so what, what we focused on in this first initial sort of immersion was what are the critical critical skills that I need to know how to do. So cooking was one of the things that we decided on. I did some orientation and mobility training. So that's learning how to use a white cane. And we did some um, assistive technology training. So sort of what we realized in the assessment was I hadn't cooked in 10 years really I microwaved, but I wasn't using my oven or cooking on a stove. My husband had just sort of taken over those responsibilities. He was fine with it. I was fine with it. Um, As far as with the orientation and mobility, I was moving really slowly and tentatively around. I was using people quite often as a sighted guide, things that I would typically prefer to go to. Um, alone, I was taking someone with me so that they could be my sighted guide. And then with the assistive technology piece, we took a typing test the first um, day that I, I received some training just to see where I was at. I could type zero words per minute, oh. touch typing. Okay. So that's, I was relying on my vision yes. 
to utilize um, the keyboard. So I was typing really slow, wasn't being effective, I was not using my phone effectively. I mean, there's just so much assistive technology available for somebody who's blind. So now I almost exclusively use dictation for emails yeah. and for text. So, yeah. Yeah, hey, keyboard teacher always told me, don't look at the keyboard. And, don't look uh, at the keyboard. I don't have that problem now, but, <laughs> but yeah, cool. So how do you cook as a person who's blind? How does a person who's blind actually cook on the stove safely? What are the tips that they give Sure. So it's a lot about knowing your environment mm-hmm. and about keeping things in a place where they're all together. And of course, making sure that your hands, anything that could ignite is away from the stove. And most importantly, especially with a cooktop, it's all about putting your pan on a cold stove. So always starting with a cold stove. Um, So yes, I have made, I baked cookies over the holidays. That's something I haven't done in forever. I've um, been cooking things on our cooktop. So I'm engaged a little bit more in the family cooking. So it's made a huge difference. And it just, um, you know, do I need to cook? My husband's fine cooking, but there's something about doing it and just that little bit of confidence knowing that I can do it that really has been very, very uplifting. Um, And for my husband and my son to see me do it and know that I am engaged and that I can do it and I can do it safely, I think has been huge as well. Well, that's definitely um, great to see you go ahead and take that step and, you know, learn those things you need to learn to be independent because that's what we strive for here at Bob Enterprise is just to be independent. It's great. I would say it's um it's pretty amazing, and I will say with the orientation and mobility training that I received, I have a lot of practice that I need to do. Um, I had tended to keep to familiar places, but I am taking my first trip alone in a very long time, just leveraging my white cane on Monday. So if I don't come back, you know, it didn't go well and that I really should have stayed for more training, but I feel pretty confident. I traveled yesterday to Washington, D.C., and I I felt much more um, confident using my cane. And so I I have high hopes. Now I am doing additional training on assistive technology. That's where I'm the weakest. It doesn't come naturally to me. So that's something that's going to take a little bit more time. And so I have some of that scheduled. It's probably going to take me six to eight months to really get to where I want to be. But um, where there's a will and there's a way. And, and again, I'm really committed to being a good example. And I think, you know, what's been so interesting to me, You we hear a lot in the work that we do, Ray, There are points in your vision loss that you have to maybe come back for a refresh or to get some new skills or maybe there's something new kind of training that's available. And I just, Mm -hmm. I really feel very, very grateful that I'm here at Bosma Enterprises and I was able to do that because it has really made me feel much more confident. It's boosted my self-esteem and it's just been really good for me. Lisa, any words of advice you give anyone who's sitting at home really debating if they should go through rehab? I would strongly recommend that you pursue training or additional training 
at the time that you you need it. Um, it definitely makes a difference. And being at the center, um, I hadn't ever been exposed to that, obviously, as a client. The amount of support that you get, not only from the staff who is absolutely wonderful, but from the other clients and, and you see people from all walks of life and all different experiences and in a variety of careers, it um, gives you new perspective. It gives you energy because yeah. it makes you realize, even though I work in this day in and day out, it makes you realize you're not the only one and there's a real camaraderie and and you can draw from their experiences. And again, it's just, it's been an amazing, an amazing time for me. And I'm, I'm really appreciative and, and feel blessed that I've been able to, to be able to do this. Good. Well, I um, definitely want to thank you, Lisa. And I definitely see the, see you your cane nowadays. So that's great. <laughs> People can right. hear me coming now. Yes, yes, so know you're coming now. <laughs> I'm not walking into as many walls and yeah. yep. Nope. So everyone's safer now that I have a cane. <laughs> yes, the cane comes in handy. <laughs> the, the, the cane, cane does cane come. come. In handy, yes. It does. So. Yes, well, I want to thank you, Lisa. And uh, if you know anyone suffering from vision loss, please go to Bosma.org and make sure you're subscribing to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. And I'll see you guys next week.